Look at the Boga Hunting Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have cams on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like that. Up. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing I've ever it, seen. It go, I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. You don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few of our partners that help make this podcast possible. First up is First Light. Great camo, fusion, cypher. You get to pick your option, or you can go that new ash gray color. Mm. Uh, they make fantastic merino. They make great stuff for elk hunting, great stuff for hunting down south, great stuff for deer hunting by us. Um, so we rock it all year long. We love it. Check it out, firstlight.com. If you guys are in search of a new pack, then you guys have to check out the Seek Outside Short Tail. It's designed to cover three main uses, which are the Western big game hunts, it's tree sand friendly, and it's great for backpacking long trails. And it can pack out close to 200 pounds. You could carry out a Jared. You can carry out one of me if you use want. The, use the promo code BOGA, all caps, for 5% off your order. Jared's sold separately. Sturka Optics, clear, great at gathering light in low light situations. American made, one of the best warranties in the business. In fact, if you're in the woods, you find a smashed up pair of Sturka binoculars, you can send it right into them. They'll honor that warranty and you'll find yourself the proud owner of a new pair of vinyls. So just go to their website, sturkastrong.com and get behind some of their glass. If you're looking to get into the tree saddle game this year, then you guys need to check out Trophy Line. These guys have been around since the 1960s, and they've been doing it ever since. We're going to be rocking their Ambush Light Tree Saddles this year. They're lightweight, they're comfy, and they're extremely easy to use for that beginner. Head over to their website and use the promo code BOGAHUNTING10 for 10% off your order. If you're looking for a quality, handmade, top-of-the-line, traditional bow, look no further than Bivouac Bow Company. Jim and Georgia there are excellent boyers, handmade, custom. They are precise, and they make fantastic shooting bows. If you're looking for a great bow, check them out, bivouacbowco.com. There are a lot of good apps out there, but if you're a hunter and you're looking for a do-it-all app, check out HuntWise. First of all, they have GPS software that tells you where you are, where boundaries are. You, you can share locations. But it's also a, a community of hunters where you can all share what you're experiencing. We'll post there pretty regularly. Actually, that is where I have my only social media account. So if you want to see what's going on in my mind, go to HuntWise and check us out. All right, we're continuing our tree stand month, uh, talking saddles with Sean from Trophy Line. Sean, uh, welcome to the Boga Hunting Podcast. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, good. Good. Glad to be on, finally. Yeah. Finally. No, we, you know, it's been, a long, it's been a long road, you know, but we're, here you are. So... Sean, for like people who you know don't know you or, or don't know what you do, you yep. want to give us a little background of who you are and what you do? Sure, absolutely. So, uh, Sean Ferguson, I uh, one of the owners and operate Trophy Line. We uh, we launched uh, Trophy Line in uh, last year, but been a huge fan and friends with the owners for 
you know, uh, almost 20 years now. Um, but been in the, been in the industry for a long time um, on the buyer side and also in the, the, the rep side and vendor side for, for many, many years now. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting to come around and have some ownership in a, in a company and, and really bring back a brand that's started it all, started a category. So it's cool to see where it's at today. Yeah, you guys started in like, I feel like one thing I read was like 1961. Is that actually true? We at, so James Green, the, the original Green family, the father, James, he uh, he invented the saddle himself in 1962. And for himself, you know, lots of variations of that uh, over over decades, so, you know, out of leather and big heavy webbing and things like that. And he really used it for his family, you know, was... Uh, was as as uh, they had property and taking their kids out. He would put their kids, you know, in the saddle itself. He would literally spike into a tree, yep. throw a kid up on his shoulder, climb up the tree, wow. tie the kid in, climb back down, and do it to the next kid. Crazy. And, um, and then at the end of the day, turn around. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 60s, 70s, 80s. And then um, 98, Sherry Green, the daughter, she actually uh, is the one that came up with the name Trophy Line and made it a company, built a brand and built, started the, you know, the, the, the company itself in, in 98 and launched it. 1998. Jared, you were 10 years old. Yeah. A fresh 10. You were, were you a fresh 10? <laughs> Were you ever not a fresh ten? Well, I mean, you're. I mean, I I would say up to the six month mark of that year. You're fresh. You're fresh ten. You're fresh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ninety eight was a good year. Yeah, just before Y two K. Yeah, things were they were yep. simpler then. COVID. You, you couldn't hunt part. yeah legally in Michigan though. Mm-mm. So two thousand was the first year you and I could hunt legally in Michigan by ourselves yeah, with a weapon. Yeah, mm-hmm. twelve was uh, archery. Yeah, that's what it was in Pennsylvania before they had the. Uh, mentor program that they, that they launched that's right yeah that mentor that's kind of sweet you can take anybody i think they have that in michigan too probably looking at that for for d get an extra tag yeah they for started it. the mentor program probably um let's see my son's 19 i think i took him when he was six six or okay. seven so so that was probably like the first time so it's about 12 years old now yeah i think it is it's pretty cool yeah it's a good idea so so you guys been around for a long time i mean i i feel like you have this kind of cult-like following you know the trophy line people when you go to the the trophy uh the saddle hunting uh expo uh, oh no, yeah forums totally. and stuff. Oh, yeah. they're like all over the place oh i talk to every week you know i'll get an email or dm or you know someone calls our phone number just to talk and you know, it's uh, OG trophy line guys that are still using the, the old ones that are 20 years old. You know, they kind of tell the test of time. Yeah. You know, built like a, a tank. And, um, you know, so so guys are calling me to talk about compa- how they compare today to back then. And, <laughs> Nothing you know, compares to back then. Yeah. That's no, always the answer. No, not at Back all. then is always but, better yeah. than now. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So yeah. It's been a. They, they were. You know. The the original um, uh, brand was around till about 2008. It really pretty much just faded away. You know. They did well at consumer shows again. Well before social media, right? Right. So nobody. And outside of throwing some advertising in in some magazines and you know, hope to get an article written about you. And you know, they made a really big push at Harrisburg and and consumer stores across the country and, you know, and they, they, they dabbled in, uh, uh, selling it to, you know, Bass Pros and Cabela's and things like that. But, 
you know, when you put this product into uh, a packaging and hang it on the shelf, you know what? It nobody knows what it is. Yep, it's, right. Uh, it takes a little you know, a quite, consumer education. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't have a guy behind the counter that used it and believed in it, that could talk to the consumer, it pretty much collected dust. Right. You know. And uh, well, I remember hearing about it for like. I feel like the first time I heard about it was 2000, like when I was in college, 2000, mm-hmm. when I graduate, 2010. So like 2006, seven, eight. I remember hearing about them, not really knowing anything about them or knowing where to find information. And sure. somebody told me at the time, Steve told me at the time, he's like, yeah, they look cool, but you push one, you, you hit the wrong strap and you'll fall right out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was told. And I'm like, well, man, shit, I'm not doing not that. It. I'm out. Not it. Yeah. I don't think it was quite like that. No. <laughs> I'm like, that, it seems it seems reckless. This one you live, yeah. this one you die. Don't get those, especially <laughs> in the dark. Yep. You're gonna, you don't want to get those Don't confused. pull the red string. <laughs> just just rub some dirt on it. That's yeah. right. You'll be fine. So I remember hearing about it, and like, but I think social media has been such a, a good friend mm-hmm. to the tra- the saddle Comp- uh, sure. companies right yep yeah absolutely absolutely you know it's um you know we we so we uh we started talking to sherry probably almost five years ago about bringing the brand back just because we we saw this little bit of movement you saw you know a lot a group of us were all still using them. right you know we had made some changes to ours and things like that but there's a group of us that were continuing to use them and uh you know and and you know, we saw lots of things, you know, a lot more people talking about it on saddlehunter.com and, you know, like, yeah. oh man, there's a lot more of us out there, you know, and, and it continued to, and, and over the last few years is, as this mobile hunting becomes popular, right? you know, uh, and, and, and I give accolades to, you know, our, our competitors, the tether guys, they did, they did a great job at, um, going after it, you know, cause you know, outside of old trophy lines, they're, there really wasn't much, you know, you had, you had, you had arrow hunter yep, yep. out there and, and a lot of DIY guys and uh, a couple other guys making some, you know, in their basement and stuff like that. And, yeah. Those fleece, and, uh, uh, those fleece things you read about guys make. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't yeah, trust my sewing. Like whoopee slings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was really, so it, there was nothing there that could help this movement, you know, that, that was starting to happen. And, um, and so, you know, with, with those guys coming on the market and doing a great marketing pull and, and come out with a great product, you know, that, that obviously helped generate that. And it was kind of funny cause we were, we were in, we had revisited Sherry man, probably three ATAs ago. So it would have been ATA 2018, that right. January. Yep. And we actually, we, we struck a deal with her and, uh, to, to bring the company back and um and she's like it was nice because she jumped in on it too she's like if you guys are willing to, to do this i'm in too so which is awesome and, yeah it takes uh, so kind of everybody to do wealth, something like that wealth of knowledge yeah to to, to and, and and to have her and her family um involved is, is is great and so but be honest with you that year we just we all had regular jobs so we just right. it, we it didn't get around to it so Full court press come uh, that that December, and you know uh, we we had we had made a couple samples in. We were starting to wear them and test them and everything else, and lots of changes back and forth, reiterations of uh, of the, the saddle, and and we wanted to really kind of launch what the 
true DNA of Trophy Line because if we because we kind of went in a totally different direction when we first got the brand and from a from a styling uh, look that is and um, we just felt kind of pumped the brakes and went back to the drawing board and and just did updates brought the ambush the the original ambush you know you know to 2019 and uh so that's how we end up launching with what we what we did and uh because we knew we knew we had the veteran guy that loved the name and loved the old saddle and then we also have all these new people coming to it so we felt like we wanted to bring that that true dna back from trophy line but also be very price conscious because sure. as you guys know you it, you could spend whatever you want and get into saddle hunting mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's pretty crazy it gets out of hand at times when did you start using a saddle i started i've talked about this a couple of times I, I it was probably right around it was right around 2000 99 2000 i actually had a um I was a I was a buyer at a, a sporting goods store. I actually had a rep give me my first one, hmm. uh, or first trophy one, one, and I was hooked ever since. You know, I, I you know started messing around with it and realized how good of a tool it was. Right. Not just in in that, and not just from hunting out of it from a saddle standpoint. I mean, I was using, and I still do to this day. I still use some hang-ons, you know, on private property and stuff, but. I use it to put my hang-ons up. I've been doing sure, it for, right. you know, almost 20 years. You know, the ultimate is when you get to the top of a climbing stick and you you tie in from a tether and you can literally swing around the tree and put the hang-on wherever you want. I was like, this is awesome. I never, we've never tried. Honestly, the moment that I got my, uh, my trophy line saddle, like, like I probably won't even be taking a, a, like a fixed stand, even in my, backyard my backwoods like i probably yeah. won't use it's just i don't know it's nice to just have something small you're yep. used to how, how it works I, I feel like i can get more shots we can get into in a minute um so it's sure. i mean it's been a game changer for me coming from really primarily ground hunting and some mm-hmm. fixed stand hunting even with a bow it just right once you get up there even, i was just telling jared um, before the podcast that usually what i do when i hunt off the ground i take one of those helinox chairs that's super light, you know, it packs down pretty small. Yep. yep. <clears throat> but now that for ground blind hunting, I'm going to probably end up using my saddle as a chair for the most part as well. Yep. Just because you can get behind a tree. Yeah. You can, you can use that as cover. I mean, it, it's, I'm, I'm definitely going to try that this year. And actually I learned about it from you. You had told me about a guy killing some turkeys that way. It seemed like a good idea. Yeah. We have, we've had some bastards trying to turkey hunt this year out of it. And, uh, you know, it was kind of it was kind of a ongoing joke with all of us. But we're like, well, why not? You right. know, let's, let's try it. And you go outside and you just kind of start messing around and and realize you you, you slip that Prusik down pretty far into your couple inches off the ground. You're like, this could really work, right? You know, hmm. you know if it's set up right and uh, and kind of use the tether as a a, a gun rest. You, you know, exactly. Set, set up and what you can do is, so the big thing with ground hunting is having cover in front of you, behind you, best to have it behind you. Um, but I usually yep. only have one, that netting, that camo netting. I, I can throw that behind me. I can use the tree as cover in front of me. Otherwise, I have to figure out something for cover in front of me and behind me. Hmm. And so I feel yeah. like it actually just, it makes it so I can 
I have more ability to go different places uh, on the ground, which I'm actually pretty excited about. So I had um, I had uh, a mare step used to make them. I think they may still do it, it. You know, like the old pop up blinds. Um, you know, they were like uh, circular metal. You know, and it was like a round disc. But they make they make a smaller version of that where yeah. it's just fabric. And you can lay it, you know, put it on three sides of you and you can, you can kind of hug the tree around it. You can kind of use that to block it. So yeah. it worked really well. Now, if you're using the saddle to hunt from the ground, are you guys talking like you're leaning up against the tree with your knees or are you, are you guys just barely touching the ground? So you're still supported by it. Like how, explain this a little bit. I'm interested. Yeah, no, no. I think I, I, I had a number of different guys messing around all different ways. Exactly like you said, mm-hmm. with their knees up against it, and then I had other guys that were, you know, a couple inches off the ground. So it just. It'll. How do you do it in the tree, Jared? Are you a sitter or are I'm you a leaner. leaner? I'm a leaner. What is? It? Oh, you you don't put your knees yeah, against the tree. You don't? Nope. Weird, man. That, See, I wear like? the knee pads. I'll use them. Yeah, I'll, usually, like, the only time I bust my knee pads out are long all-day sits, like, during a rut and things like that. So, I'll I'll put my knees on it, but right. 99% of the time, I'm leaning. Yeah. I'm a knee guy. See, I'm not. I got little, I got these knee pads. Actually, I've been using these, you know, those painter ones or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. they're, like, foam. Oh, uh, I got to send you. I'm going to send you some. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're a little loud. You know, yeah, yeah, they, like, yeah. I'll, I'll send you. <laughs> All right. Hey, deal. Because <laughs> that's why, that, you know what? Now he's going to start saying, oh, yeah. The reason I didn't kill a deer. Yeah. The reason that's I didn't I, kill a deer last year is because my knee pads. Well, you know? I don't have anything to say about that's that. That's fine. I yeah, that's why I did it. That's probably it. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Uh, so, so anyways, I would imagine on the ground you're going to be set up however you would set up in a tree. Yeah. Right? I, honestly, I think it would come down to just me doing it. Like, I could say, oh, yeah, if I'm going to hunt off the ground, I'm going to be a leaner. But I think once I gave it, like, a test run, yeah, I would know. You would know. Yeah, I would quick. know. You know, yeah. when they know, you know. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you know, that's actually a pretty good segue. Using a saddle out in the woods. You've been doing it since 2000, 1999. Um, for the guy who thinks that it's complicated or dangerous or difficult to shoot from, you know, we're talking about all these mm. ways of standing mm-hmm. and sitting down. What do you, What do you say to a guy like that? Why should someone Why should someone uh, use a a saddle as opposed to a fixed stand? Well, it's just you know, ultimately, it's the safest. You know, I think hands down, you can compare it to anything. I don't care if it's a ladder stand or a hang on or a climber. You know, if it's used correctly with your lineman's rope, and uh, you're you're connected 100 percent from the time you leave the ground, mm-hmm. right? right? You never and, are without, and sometimes too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When yeah, especially when you go from a platform, you know, or from your stick to your platform, you you know, you you the way you should do it, right? You should. You know, at one point you have both tied on, yep. you know, you connect your tree tether before you let loose your lineman. And, you know, and ultimately you're at the end of your rope then. So where like a safety harness, you know, you, you know, it's loose and, you know, some guys put adjustment wherever and they're falling anywhere from, you know, uh, two feet to four feet or however long that, that hurts. That's, is. That's going to hurt. Right. That's going to hurt. Right. And then you, then you got to figure out, okay, get your wits about you and get to the sticks or back up in your sand or, you know, you know, however you're going to try to figure that out, you know, so, but ultimately from a, from a saddle perspective, you're already at the end of that. Right. Yeah. So it's, it, it ultimately, I, I, I fully believe it's the safest way to hunt, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. 
question about that and then. That, like, have you ever yeah. have for talking about safety? Have you ever fallen yeah. out of a tree? I was younger when I was younger. I fell at like hanging a hang on, yep. you know, oh. which I didn't have my saddle using it that day. But, like, you know, just a lot of us have got, you know, go at the top, you know, near the top of the stick and try to hold on with one leg. Oh, yeah. And, and right. And to get both hands free and get that strap around. And, and, uh, you know, before you know it, I was like on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, Luckily, it wasn't extremely high, but, you know, I, for you know, but every year you hear you hear somebody falling out of a tree or falling asleep or falling out of a tree, and it's just it's so many so many things. But, Jared loves yeah, to sleep personally. in a tree too, so I don't sleep in a tree. <laughs> you know, I can't sleep sitting up. What I do every time I go out in the morning when it's pitch black and you're just out there for like forty five minutes, I just close my eyes. Like I'm not totally asleep. Oh yeah, but I'm totally. just kind of I'm just kind of listening, and I'm just got my eyes oh, are yeah. tired. I know? was able to do that in the saddle this year. <laughs> you did, yeah. You yep. lean forward, right? I just or... lean forward, put my head against the tree. Yeah, you lean forward, and we got oh. uh, we got a backrest. The you know, backrest is you know, key. It, mm-hmm. You were you were coming out with that at the end of next month too, and you know you put you put that on, and you know, like a uh, lazy boy. Yeah, you can yeah. lean nice and far back. <laughs> you can lean, you lean back. You can put it wherever length you want, uh, and put your knees up against the tree, and you're good to go. Yeah. Or beside the tree. Right. Oh yeah, you can. So you, you, we, I stopped you at safety. You yeah. Keep going. Yeah, no. I, I, it, again, I think it's just ultimately the, the 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 safest way to hunt. So, you know, from whether you're climbing up the tree with your when your lineman's always around it and you're moving up, and to the point where you're stepping on the tree, you're connected to at two points. You know, I guess it's a little similar. You know, if guys have lifelines, you know, yeah. attached, yeah. but that that's prep work on the front end, and that's on probably private property, right? Where where um, a lot of guys are hunting public now, and especially guys that are hunting at saddles, you know, they're kind right. of going away from, uh, so, you, so, they're, so then they're not gonna have a lifeline already set up, probably not. Plus the other side of that is, you know, look at lifelines, you know, it's a rope that sits in the elements all the time. Yeah, it gets so, worn away. I saw a one really you. worn on state land once. Did you? I'm like, there's no way I would put any weight on that. Oh, yeah. It's, right. And plus it's a, like at certain times of the year you have to take it down. And it's and even when you're putting one up, there is a period of time where you're not really that hooked in. It's, it's still just not as ideal. I, I would agree with you. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So, ultimately, I think – so, it, you know, once you once you disconnect from the lineman, you're it, it, you know you're already connected to the tree tether. You know, again, you're always connected. So, and then you reverse that on the way back down. You're not you're not doing that. You know, say with your hang on or your climber right. um, aspect. So, See, I just, to me, that's yeah. that's um, that's a like a good selling point, right? Safety is great. But I feel like the thing that I like best about the saddle is the is just the way that it is when you're actually hunting. Like, um, oh, so totally. I mean, it's comfortable, mm-hmm. but the, yeah. that's a big point too. But I feel like having a tree between you and what you're hunting is probably my favorite part. Where it's the tree's actually not in the way. It's like super useful to kind of lean around. Uh, that's my favorite mm-hmm. part. As I tell guys, you know, what especially new guys getting in or girls getting into saddle hunting, you know, to to mess around at you know ground level and once you do that kind of figure out your pivot points and things like that you know go up you know just put the platform on and go go that high then and you know you gotta 
you've got to get comfortable and believe in your tether mm-hmm. to, 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 that's to a really little weird bring... at first. Mm-hmm. It is no doubt. Right. You know, you're, you're hanging off the side of a tree. <laughs> so, so one, you got to get comfortable doing that. And once you do, once you, once you figure that out and have the trust in that, you realize how good of a tool it is. Cause like you talked about, you, there's not really a shot that you can't take right you know uh it just takes practice i got a question actually for a shot that you can't take i need some advice so i'm a right-handed shooter two uh, two two places i need advice first of all i'm a right-handed shooter if you're me and i'm assuming you're right-handed because most people are uh where which side of the tree where do you hang your bow and the reason i ask that is because my second follow-up question is how do you do uh like a you know the 20 20 degree 20 to 30 degree angle to your right you know like how do you that's that's kind of a tough shot to get so i want to see like where you put your bow Hmm. for that kind of yeah i'm i always hang mine on the left side of the tree yeah same 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 yeah 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 is that is that shooter orientation though i think that's because when you're right-handed that just makes otherwise everything is you have to switch it around and turn all the way around if if you hang it on the right hand side of the tree yeah but i like me personally though i set you know, I know where the deer are coming from. Well, at least most of the time, right? Yeah. You got to figure that out. I I pretty much set up the deer going to come between ten and eleven o'clock. Like if I'm facing the tree, mm-hmm. that's how I set up. Yeah. So I can use that tree, you know, as a blind, right, and move with it. You know, so I'm I'm always always trying to keep that tree and and whatever critter I'm hunting between us. Yep. You know, so, so, so the left side is perfect then, right? So even, even if you're caught off guard and, you know, all of a sudden you realize they're pretty close, you can still move just a hair with the tree between you and it and still slide up and grab, you know, those, you know, those ready to go. Yeah. So that, that angle shot, that's what, that's how you'd handle it. Uh, That 20, 20 to 30 degree angle, you're, you're kind of going to the up and over. Um, no, well, it depends. It, it, it depends on how much time I have, right? you know, I, and every, every situation is different. And it all depends if I got more branches above me and James, is you, you, James, are you the one asking the question? So you're hunting with a stick bow, right? Yep. Yep. Which I do most of the time. Yeah. And so, so it, again, it, it just depends if I have the time in the, the space, I will go up and over. Yep. And you know, and, and, and lean out. Yep. But I've also done the you know, put your hand underneath your tether and mm-hmm. almost almost turn around on your platform sure. um to some degree and, and shoot it that way. Yeah. You know. Um, I've practiced that a lot. I've shot a lot of targets out of it. I've never had to use that though. No. That, it's a it's a lot I, of movement, I, but it is just, a lot of movement. It's a weird it's a weird movement to do. It just right. feels weird. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you, most most of my shots I have when they're moving on the other side of the tree, I've either I've been in a ring of steps, so I've actually yep. moved as the animal went around and shot him on that. Just kind of circled side. around. So I yeah. moved to my left. Yeah, moved to my left. Yep, and shot him on that side. We did we did the ring of steps this year, and there mm-hmm. was a lot of things I like about him. Yeah, but I don't there's a lot of good things. I don't know that I'm gonna. I'm not so I want to I want to try I want to try a platform because they're slippery. I found that some of them can be slippery. 
Sure. Um, they're a pain. Even when they're right. dry, they're slippery. I taped mine with hockey tape. Right. And it seemed to work, but it was just like, and they were kind of clunky and loud. Um, but they also allowed you to like circle the tree really yeah. well. So, anyways, I want to try the platform this year. What you? What do you prefer? I've been a big uh, um, ring of steps guys. I, you know, I used uh, a couple platforms this year, um, which I liked. It, you know, I found myself if it was going to be a quick hunt and a local hunt, you know, I was just going to be in and out type thing. I probably take my ring of steps. It, it, it and again, it, it all depends on. The scouting I did and maybe what yeah. I needed. They're both in my truck at all the time. And, uh, but it, it, again, if it was quick hunts, things like that, I grab my ring of steps, get in after work or something. You know, I grab my ring of steps because it's super quick to throw up and, and what I was used to. Yeah. And then, um, longer, longer all day hunts, things like that. I was grabbing a platform. Platform. Yeah. See the, yeah. Yeah. The... yeah. I mean, I was even find myself like taking, you know, a ratchet strap with one or two steps on it and throwing it on the tree also with a platform. So, I oh, could, so you can get around that, that step out. Yeah. If I had that could, step out or something. I wonder if you could put those rings on the platform strap itself. Yeah. Oh. yeah you could be yeah, depending on which model, right? Yeah. You know, or if you change out the strap, yeah, you totally could do that. Yeah. Interesting. That's it. Would, that, but I'm like everybody, uh, you know, like any other hunter or saddle hunter, we just, constantly tinker yeah because <laughs> right? you're sitting up there thinking satisfied. yeah you're up there all that time thinking like you're looking at all this stuff and you're thinking oh what would be a little bit better mm-hmm. you know i'm always doing that oh, with totally. like what's in my backpack you know for the yeah. longest time the ongoing question on the boga hunting podcast was the most you? worthless thing in your pack at all times <laughs> and uh, because i'm always yeah. sitting there thinking like I, I, I didn't need that i shouldn't have taken that mm-hmm. out no i should take this yeah. out next time just in case it both hails and has lightning and is snowing a little yeah. bit you know <laughs> yeah absolutely so it's, it's uh it's the tinkering it, and the bigger the pack the more stuff you take right mm-hmm. oh yeah and those we, we we have these seek outside uh packs and they're oh, made yeah. for like the, they're made for the eastern hunter these short tail packs but they expand a lot, so it gives me a lot of room to add <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of room to lose more um, it stuff. It expands. I must I must put more more stuff in. Exactly. It's, otherwise, it's just unused. You don't need more things and no. more pockets to stuff things in. Because well, believe it or not, most hunts are stalled because James goes, "Oh, I, I can't find this." Yeah. Where dude. is it? You know, when you get all your stuff on and you're like doing the pants check. Like, There's I got oh, my phone. Every wallet. camp has that guy. James is the first. Guy. Whoa, oh, we have two guys. We have two. We both. I'll I'll put myself in the category, but generally something is forgotten. Yes, it's like I lost you know I lost my key. I don't know where it is. Or <laughs> dude, you'll you find know, it after. Let's go. Exactly. Let's just get a hunt. You'll find it later. Or right. We've never. Uh, have you ever but, lost your thumb? Re- your hand release? Your thumb release? I thought I lost my release yeah. this past turkey hunt. Oh, we found. We I went got, back. Yeah, we went back and found it. But. Yeah, I've never. Lo- I never carry, lost mine. You don't carry spare with you. You don't carry spare Not with you? Not this time. But hey, <laughs> hey, that's one thing I'm putting in my pack. That's right. The next yeah, release. That's like number A number one. I know, spare man. Of it. You know, before you guilty. I'm guilty. My, my thing <laughs> is I, I need to, and I never do this. Well, last year I had two, my shooting tabs. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. the easiest thing to lose. I bet. Because I a lot of times clip them on my, the tip, tip of my of bow, bow. And then I forget. And I, I had like four last year. I have one that I actually just bought. Because I kept, I just keep losing. Those things are just in and out. I should have those all around my pack just in case. Oh yeah, I probably yeah, I probably have thirty of those things right around my house. Yeah, you know, probably a couple, probably a handful in my pack. Cause just 
you never have enough of them. I still had one hunt where I'm like, well, I have a, I can't find it. I have my, um, what's that mechanics glove that yes. I carry in my back to? I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I'm shooting with the mechanics today. Yeah. Well, I guess to be honest with you, it's kind of the beauty of the stick bow. You know, worst case scenario, you go with your you finger. One shot, you got to shoot with a bare hand. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm sure I can make it work. And what the cool thing is too, I'll if I ha- I had that happen, I'm like, well, I have this arrow that I always keep with a blunt, a blunt tip on it. Mm-hmm. So from the tree, I yeah. just shot one just to see, and just went and got yeah. it later. Worked just fine. Hmm. Yeah. It, it yeah it doesn't feel that good because no, <laughs> but it, it, it it works in a pinch. Yep. So you know that we've gone through two benefits now, right? Um, safety kind of the concealment and we kind of started talking talking about the like third i think reason why at least why i like them is the uh the fact that they're so light and mobile mm-hmm. right yeah. that, that's been yeah. a huge huge thing for us yeah absolutely right you can it's uh there's a couple things going on right you got this whole new like mobile hunting public hunting's cool you know a lot of people have been doing it for years but now it's kind of be cool thing right and uh and and it gets you to venture out more and and be honest with you i we see we actually see new people getting into hunting um you know like some some places license sales are going up a little bit i don't know if it has to do with the pandemic we just went through and you know the scare of shortage of food or whatever right you know so you, you you see some people getting to to hunting too so when when you know, people don't want to invest in a number of tree stands and property and everything else. It's, it's a lot of money kind of getting it, getting into hunting, first of all, right. As a, as a whole. Um, but you know, when all of a sudden you can buy, you know, a stick, you know, some sticks, a platform and a saddle and you're good to go. Awesome. Anyway. And I can, I can, I can throw that in the car, you know, or, you know, you don't, you don't need to have a, a truck that carries all these stands around and, and, and you name it, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's easy. Well, and you can wear your stand out to your tree. Correct. Do you, do you wear yours walking out or do you put it on when you get out there? I wear it all the time. You wear it all the yeah. time. You do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do that. Last year I put it on every time I got out there. I don't oh. have any idea why I did that. Like you can just show up at the tree in the dark, hook up, start your first stick and like, you're good to go. Like you don't got to fuss yeah. around putting anything on. It's, which I'm sure people are fast doing it, but yeah, I got fast. It was just one more thing, and it one more opportunity to be allowed out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like I got some spots that I'm a part of a uh, like a whitetail management program near us, and where I just got to clean up a pile of does. And, you know, I I'll put it on the house and jump in the truck and go. <laughs> you know, because once I get to my stud, right? You know, I park and I'm literally. You know, ready to go. Uh, up, uh, ready to go at the top of the stick in three minutes. You know, so. So are you a um? Are you a big scent guy? Like, are you scent killer control? Like, do you have a one that's always in a scent proof bag, or are you more play the wind kind of fellow? Or are you middle ground and just use a, a ozone generator? It's interesting. <laughs> Maybe all of the above. Okay. So up so up through 2018, I've always been just you know, no scent, you know, try to keep as clean as possible. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, scent free totes and I keep all my stuff in scent free stuff all the time. Right. You know, but that being said, I would, I really is kind of messing around this year on, um, not, I, I would be fanatic about coming back 
washing my clothes in no scent after every hunt, throw it in, you know, uh, another bag or an ojo, ozone uh, generator of some sort and go from there. Um, or scent free clothes, and scent, you know, kind of scent lock and stuff like that. Right. Um, I didn't do that this year. And I purposely did it. I wanted to see. I, I would come back and take them off and put them, you know, in a scent-free bag. Or depending, you know, where I was, I was taking that scent-free bag and getting dressed, you know, where I parked and, you know, things like that and returning it. But I wasn't I wasn't cleaning them everything. But that said, and I've always done it, I hunt to win. Right. Period, in the story, you know. I got I got primo spots that produce every single year if the wind is not right. For a consistent time, I'm not going in. It doesn't matter. You know, I don't care if it's November 5th and I'm dying to get in there. doesn't right. matter, <laughs> you know, because the first time you do, then you ruined it. Yep. You know, so great example that buck I killed this year on uh, November 8th. It was 8th or 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, first 15 minutes into the first hit there, I killed him. He come, hot uh, come running down a hillside and walked right underneath me and threw my binos up and looked and I'm like, holy crap, it's already happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I shoot him at 12 yards. How's yeah, the best. Know. Must be nice. Yeah, how's bragging, Ken? Yeah, must be nice. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to even interrupt. It head. says Jared, hey, who was like... years there where that didn't happen. Jared many, was many the years. buck Midas this year. It felt good. Not you, gonna lie. Like, you couldn't swing your bow without hitting a buck out there or yeah. a turkey. This year was the first year going out in a saddle. And both kind of opening days so the opening day of michigan bow not the opening day the first hunt i was able to get out my opening day the opener my shot a buck yep and then the first real sit in wisconsin Wisconsin. (laughs) it wasn't even yeah it wasn't even a real sit you just were like wandering around the woods let's sit down here (laughs) um but no kind of all this talk about um you know removing that scent from your clothes before you go out you remember that scent station we made up at your at your, uh, your cottage? The hanging outside scent station? The desensitized station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What an idiot. T- we t- were describe we were... how it went, because this was a while ago. All right, so up at James's cottage, uh, up in Big Rapids, we during deer camp, we decided that we were the cool kids in town. We're like, you know what? We're going to hang our clothes outside. Right, all, all the you time. You know, yep. clean up all the scent, yep. wash them, hang them outside. So we found an old truck cab. Yeah. <laughs> that we two by four up in between two trees. Yeah, I forgot about Just two this. of them <laughs> to make a little triangle. Set it on top of there, hung some hangers in there. We thought we were the yeah, we were, coolest we cre- kids on the block. It, we only, and then we sometimes would put some pine in there and stuff to get the, hey, you know. The, the pine needles and the pine sap. That's work. my scent killer, man. Yep. I, I, although I'll say I've tried everything. I've gone oh, yeah. from the scent station. I've done the total, trying to be totally scent free. Mm-hmm. I've done where I've even used, what was it, pine essential oil drops. Yeah, you went there. And I was not following. They're a great, actually great cover scent. I'll throw a couple drops in my tote, and I'll just mix my clothes around. I'm always hunting by, by pines, I feel like. I've tried that. I've uh, I've And then I've kind of went like, I'll tr- put them in a, a tote. I'll get dressed outside. But I'm not going to wash them after every hunt or, or anything like that. And if I get a little, whatever. And there, I have not right. seen a, a, any difference. I have not gotten winded more or less because you're always playing in the wind. Any playing the wind, anyways. True. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. it's like you're gonna get bu- I you're gonna get busted if the wind switches, whether or not. And something helps, and guys will argue you can buy yourself a few seconds. But for me, I just haven't seen, and it's for all the toil that goes into mm-hmm. 
trying to keep things clean and it takes a little bit of the fun out of it for me. But I feel like a lot of the material your hunting clothes are made out of yeah. affects that as well. You're sure. not like it used to be not a lot of cotton anymore. Right. It used to be a lot of the clothes we wore were cotton or the, like the polyester. Right. Yeah. Which sure. absorbs wetness. It does. It absorbs yep. wetness, but it has a hard time releasing it back. So then it starts generating a lot of bacteria, which stinks. My first four four years or so of hunting, at least, until I got my first hunting set of clothes, I would wear from um, the surplus store army clothes. Mm-hmm. I would have the army camo because my grandparents, my grandpa was in the military and he would get these suit like these this camo oh, stuff yeah. for us. And I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm just putting that over my winter coat. And uh, so that is totally different than the, the merino wool and some of the mm-hmm. synthetic blends that you're, we're wearing out there now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know shit, I, I with a lot of, uh, especially tribe guys, you know, that yep. hunt and, you know, and, and flannels and, yeah. and you know, just, just greens and browns and, you know, things like that, you know. So it's uh, – it, but – you know camo clothing apparel hunting apparel come a long way yeah <laughs> you know yeah, uh, over the years yeah because i mean what for that public land guy who's out in his saddle like you're i'm not gonna lie when you get out there in october especially like in the midwest area mm-hmm. it's some of those days are gonna be a little bit warmer They're gonna and be a it's little not bit warm you, i'm not saying you have to be in the best of shape to get up in a saddle but i mean you're hanging sticks well, yeah. you're, you're moving around you move around a little bit you need you need good clothing you know, yeah, absolutely. You just gave me a great idea. You know, you're talking about the trad guy who likes to wear flannel out, but sometimes those flannels are not the highest quality. First Light needs a flannel pattern. I feel like they need the the traditional archer's line, just red <laughs> with pattern. plaid, right? Put it on that ranger. I, yeah, that exa- ranger shirt that came exactly. out. Exactly. Yep. Not a bad one. If you're I'm listening. just saying, yeah, if you're listening, Kevin, make it happen. Yeah. So, um, okay, so we talked about the light. So you wear your, you both wear your, your, um, your saddles out. Yeah. Yep. They don't get in you, the way you of carry in? I, I did last year. And okay. it, I'm wondering if I should keep it on. Does it get in the way? Is it heavy or like bulky? No, I'm, I'm never no. going to get in the way. Nope. Like, Interesting. No. Even, even crossing like a fence or you know something like that or i just i mean you just to watch right yeah you know just like anything else you know watching to make sure you don't tear your pants or anything anyways no you just you just gonna pay attention that's all yeah you know but you know it and it it, it really just depends like me you know if i'm a local hunt i literally i actually i actually have three pouches on my on my um saddle mm-hmm. but i don't carry anything else then just so, that out know, one head yeah, 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 exactly. It has it, you know, it has a water bottle in it, you know, uh, and it, uh, you know, a couple extra things and a little, uh, the little pouches inside those, and uh, a tether and my lineman, and I'm gone, you yeah. know. And um, if it's all day sits, longer sits, longer walks, I'm using a backpack, right? right? And 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 load it, but I'm still wearing my saddle, you know. I don't, I, the the only time I don't wear like. 99% of the time I carry, I'm wearing all my clothes, you know, but, but like you said, depending on the time of year, I'll have, you know, maybe a puffy jacket or an extra layering piece in my pack or yep. something like that. Or, or I take my jacket off and have that in my pack, yep. you know, and then I'm, I'm walking in. But I want, when I get to my tree, I, I don't want to mess around. You know, I, yep. I feel like you, you did all that to try to get there as quiet as possible 
and then then all of a sudden you're at the base of your tree and you're gonna go and fumble around trying to put on a saddle or extra right. clothes or whatever mm-hmm. i'm like i want to get to the tree and up it yeah, yeah. that walk out is always i feel like when i'm walking out it's like how quickly and quietly can i go at the same time and my jaw, oh, yeah, totally. I tense up so much, <laughs> my jaw. I don't know why, because I'm trying to be quiet, and I'm just walking around with a tense jaw. And all of a sudden, I, I, like, it's always, I finally get settled in, and I'm like, oh, man, my jaw is killing me because I'm so tense. And you're right. If I'm just messing around outside the tree, you're going you're gonna to get locked jaw. Yeah, I'm going to get locked yeah. jaw, and I'm going to have yeah. a bad time. <laughs> you're gonna, you hate to Especially if you hunt those like, early season, and you're over like a food plot or a food source or something like that, and... You know, they just happen to didn't come by you, but they're already out in that source. You're like, all right, crap. Now I got to get out of here quietly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I had it twice this year setting up. I had deer come in, setting up my stand. But I will say both times they did not see me. They had no idea. I I was halfway up first, uh, one of my first sits and they just walked. I wasn't, it was a couple does. I was going to shoot them anyway. So I just walked and I had my bow in my hand. The next one, one of my other times was mid-November in that one park that we got uh, drawn to hunt and I just had a buck chasing a doe like all around me and I'm just half up my tree but they never... like an upper mac yeah upper mm-hmm. mac yeah. I couldn't think of th- that word those words yeah so um I'm, I might have to switch to that so the other thing that I wanted to just ask you about they're they're great for you know all these things How, when you're walking in the woods um what does the perfect uh saddle tree look like Ooh. What, what, what is there like, a what, perfect saddle um, tree? Yeah, Come on is now. there one? What, what to you? It can everybody's can be different. You know, I tell you know, I tell guys, you know, anything from like a basketball size tree, yeah. uh, round and smaller. You know, I, you know, it, again, it's kind of the beauty of the of the saddle where you can pretty much hunt any tree, almost right. You know, to to some degree. Where if you're using a hang on or climber, you got to look for the perfect tree, you know, and, you know, saddle, you can hunt the perfect area and then go, you know, yeah. once you get there, you're like, okay, I can go right there. Um, me, I, I actually like smaller trees, you know, I'm i I'm a thinner guy, you know, kind of in shape and, but I, you know, I mean, I've hunted trees that are coffee cans, sure. <laughs> you yep. know, you know, and, and, uh, or probably actually probably one of them I shot, it was half that size and 10 foot off the ground, but that's all I needed. But, you know, perfect size is somewhere for me is between a, a basketball size and a coffee can size mm-hmm. tree, you know, that not necessarily I can get my hands all the way around it, but that's just me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not real big on going 25 feet, you know, um, I will, if I have to, right. it just, it, it's all dictates what it, you know, when, when I used to use a bunch of hang-ons in the past, you know, I would go as high as I can, right? Because I yeah. want to oh, get yeah. that scent away. But it, but then it drastically takes your shot angle out too, right? A smaller target and uh, um, harder angles. And so I'm, I use I use what is given to me. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, you know, I'm somewhere between uh, 12 to 18 feet on a regular occasion. You know, uh, and I mean, I've been probably low as ten. You yeah, know? it just it just depends on 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 the situation. So, so I don't know if there's really a, there's not a perfect tree I'm looking for, but more size than anything. Mm-hmm. What you about know, you? I actually like some nice stuff with more more tree, like more branches too. Personally, you know, yeah, I I, I kind of like that. 
Yeah, I was gonna say because you, you you like a little cover around you, like a like a thicker you know situation. Jared, where yep. where are you at? Wherever, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever. You have it no takes. preference. I have no <laughs> preference. I don't think I have a preference. I don't like those. What's that really barky where the bark comes off real easy? Like a um, chestnut. Like I don't know. Oh, the know. the uh, cherry. No. Cherry black, trees, yeah, the black cherries. Yeah, they're the, everything falls. like the burnt potato chip. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> black cherry. Yeah, yeah, I don't like those. Um, the other question I had for you, Jared and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, when you are strapping in to sit down, how is it eye level? Are you throwing the, the yeah? Bridge? Where where are you putting? No, your or your the, where are you tying off your tether? Yeah, I'm um nice. I'm me personally, I'm on. Uh, I, I'm slightly below eye level. Me too. Really? That's yeah. that's 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 my spot, and everybody's different. Right? Okay. Because you know, like I like I tell most guys, you, you know, you're a saddle. You're wrapping around your core, so everybody's built different. Tall, short, wide. That, right? You know, yeah, very <laughs> guy. You know, whatever. And uh, so it's all gonna fit everybody different. And when you move that tether up or down, it's pulling, right? Pulling up. So you're changing that angle, that pitch to you. Yep. So it's going to take, you know, a little dialing in to figure out where it fits you best, you know, where it fits you like more comfortably. This so, is if I, so if I've got like, like a Gucci butt, like yeah. if that, you <laughs> no, know what I mean? <laughs> where no, should I, I, where should I, I be hanging? You, you right now. You don't want to know. I hang it, you know, about like forehead height. No, I, I, I was watching Jared. It, I swear he was putting his hand as high as it went up the tree above his head, tying that high. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> I, I, I know some people do that. Yeah, that's that's just the way they like it. But you were telling, you, you know? were saying you're getting a little pinch that way. I was getting a little hip pinch, but you then, probably are. Yeah, right. You, you, you probably are because it's, it's tighter pulling, the higher it, you go. It's pulling up. It's pulling like so, pinching it. Try come, try come down. That yeah, makes try, sense. Try taking that tether down the tree. Just, just a little learn something new every day. Yeah, that's what yeah. you need. <laughs> yeah. See, James tries to tell me that, but I won't listen until but you need someone an else. expert. Yeah, you don't will. know. Are you? You're sitting right next to an expert most of the time. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, beat it. Uh, Jared, you got any more questions? God, I'm gonna have so much more. Well, and, we're one year we're in. <laughs> we're we're one e- year into this. Okay. You know, uh, so we're we're not by any means experts. Would you say we're actually? Just called yourself one. Well, yeah, most things. Okay. And, and sometimes only parts of things, even. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, as we go, we're, we're going to be picking up a lot of things and, you know, trying to figure out the best way to do it. Like you said, yeah. the thing about the uh, these kind of saddle style hunting is I feel like that's a the kind of person who's messing around a lot with their. The tinkerer. Like you've got your tie-in little stringy thing. Yeah, I've been using uh, rope mods. Rope mods. On my, oh, yeah. on my sticks. Yeah, like on your, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, no I, not the rope mods. Everybody tinkers. I'm talking not yeah. the rope mods. Those are. Oh, you're I talking the I'm little. I'm talking that little holder thing. The little tie of 550 I'm putting like on my tree yeah. uh, steps. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'll, I'll use, I, I tied like a little piece of 550 cord. No, not that. That's not what I'm thinking either. No? The thing that oh, you Oh, my gear holder. Your gear holder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the third thing. That's we've sorry, done. yeah, sorry. Yeah. They're Tinker all alert. Jared tinkers around with it a lot. Yeah. Excuse me. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I made a like a gear hanger out of 550 cord again. Yep. Yeah. Oh, hold on. There we go. We're getting some interference on our on our stuff. There, fixed. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I made a gear hanger with like some tied up prusing cords, a 550 cord that wraps around the tree. 
Mm-hmm. And then you can, yeah. if, if you cinch it tight, um, you can practically hold anything on there. So I, I'll hold my bow on a hero clip. I'll put my mm-hmm. grunt tube on there. I put my backpack on there, and it holds just fine. But it it packs down right. within like the palm of your hand. Right. So I mean, it's cool. Right. I just didn't yeah. like it. Right. We we've had, Jared even like took the time to show me how. I made you one. You you did, and I just didn't I like made it. him one. Here, here's what I'm doing this year. I, I, speaking of mods, so I've got a a, a bino harness um, that it's one of those marsupial ones. So you have four clips yep. on each corner, or one clip on each corner, uh, yep. four clips total. So what I had him do is make me just two straps that kind of went, you know, top to top, bottom mm-hmm. to bottom, bottom. Um, and I wear it like a, a fanny pack now. So I use those both as like a belt, cinch it down. And okay. I'm going to use those same things to clip it onto the, the tree itself. Because oh, sure. I yeah. hate wearing my binoculars when I'm sitting there. It's nice to take them off and just have more room. So gotcha. I'm going to be able to clip that to the tree and then hang with those little, what do you call them, hero clips or whatever they're mm-hmm. called. I've got a couple of those that I hang around that, and I'll use that as my holder Oh, yeah, this that'll year. work. Yeah. So that's my mod. Nice. What's yeah. your? I mean, that's a that's kind of the beauty though. Like everybody gets their saddle setup, whatever it is, and then just makes it their makes it their own. Yeah. Right? So twice heel over all these forums. I've got <laughs> a good th- I've got a good thing, thing to, uh, which is cool. I've got a good way to uh, end this episode. Yeah, but we don't have to do it just yet. No, no. I want I want to. Do you? We're, yeah, we're we're about there. And okay. I wanna, yeah. All right. So we'll just go around the horn, and we'll give our one tree saddle hunting tip. One tree saddle yep. hunting tip. Just just for like maybe the guy or gal l- looking to mm. get into it. What would be your one little tip? It can be gear related. Just the tip. It can be tactic related. It can be whatever you want. If you want, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. You've we'll get it out of the way. And then I don't have to think about something new. Okay. Um, My one tip would be to practice. Practice? Bef- That's. Yes. Okay. It's, Keep going. It's I mean, a it's fine. complete new experience. There's going to be a lot of stuff you're not going to know about. Yeah. Um, just educate yourself on what the different parts of a saddle is are, plural, mm-hmm. and then practice on a tree outside or take a walk in the woods and do it before you get do it. You do it for the real thing. Yeah. Um, because you're gonna find that there's there's certain things that you might like better. Like I like to have everything very soundproof. Sure. Yeah. Tight. Big. Yep. Not yep. a lot of strings hanging out. So you hate the you hate the strings. I I will try to sound. Yeah. I will try to sound proof most of the things that I use, and you'll I, find that I just by that. yeah just by doing a couple dry runs. So that's that's my tip. It's a pretty good tip. Just saying, you should have gone first. And <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not going next. John's All right. I'll go next. All right. I'll go next. My big thing too, you know. I tell this to everybody is that from the safety standpoint is because a lot of people will skip this when we discussed this earlier, stepping from your stick to your platform, make sure you tie your tether in before you disconnect yep. yes. your lineman. You know, I see it. I see a lot of videos on social media and a lot of people disconnect their linemen and step up on or they step up on with the lineman disconnect and then click and then clip their tether i'm like that's that's the moment right you know that that if something's gonna go wrong it's probably when it's gonna happen so i always just tell everybody make sure you clip into your tether yep. mm-hmm. and and into your bridge you know once you get into your tether and seat it 
before you disconnect your alignment. Yeah, I so. I can attest to that. Um, like I was saying, the the first time I went out in this saddle, I was using a carabiner, and I thought I had put the bridge all the way into that carabiner, and I started putting all my weight on it. I let unclip my lineman's belt. And I was, like, hanging there for a good 10 minutes until I looked at my bridge's clip that was attached to the tether. And that bridge was resting halfway. You would have gone. You would have yeah, gone right like down. Like, the, the point of the carabiner was resting in the webbing. On the, on the bridge. On the bridge. Wow. And I was swinging around. I was. It never clipped fully in. Correct. Ah, that freaks me out to Isn't think about I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, so. I can attest that, to that. That goes, that goes right there to your point, though. Like we're, we're, you know, because you probably had a locking carabiner, right? Yep. yep. With, with a swivel, like a swivel lock. Mm-hmm. And, and another another point, like you just you get in the habit of every time you close a carabiner, lock it down, yep. right? Because yep. then, then if you did that, you would have known that oh, crap, I'm not in it all the way, right? Mm-hmm. So again, that goes kind of goes back to your point, right? Was, practice 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 which right. i did yeah. which you did <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah uh, well <laughs> jimmy that was a good one sean that I was like a that. good that one. Was, so was you good. guys have gone practice and safety mm-hmm. that's your big i'm gonna go more specific and just practical just little things these are just the first two things that came to my mind when i said when we started talking about this the first super practical you get one. No, I get two. These are small ones. So okay. two so small combine. equals one. Yeah, trust me. One is what I found for, for a guy shooting a traditional bow. A little strip of felt right on the top, right where the string and the bow kind of meet. Put a little piece of felt oh. or like, you know, a little soft Velcro there. It's a lot quiet. It's a lot quieter and easier to get your bow up quietly. And, uh, Are you saying off like a hook? Off a hook. Okay. Like when you're hanging it off the side of the bow. Like I, I started doing that this year and it's kind of a nice... I just it just made it easier. I saw so. you making the hand gestures, but yeah, I don't think anyone else. No one can else can see. What I thought maybe you're talking about like shooting I soft these, or quieter. The but. thing is, I've got these great hand gestures. Right, I'm watching you them. Know? So yeah. the the other the other one is I think knee pads are totally worth having, even if you're a guy who doesn't. Yeah. Go on your knee. <laughs> Even if you're Come not, on. sorry, if you got, if you're not a guy who leans against the tree on his knees, uh, <laughs> you're gonna have a tough time. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. It, They're even, worth their weight in gold. Yes, I know, <laughs> man. Jared's got some sound bites. Even if, even if you're a, not a guy who who that's their style, right? right. Uh, they're still nice to have because you can. Uh, at, invariably you're out there you're going to take a shot you need to put your knee up on a tree or whatever or you just want to rest you have that option and sometimes being just straight on your knee bent like trying to be quiet trying not to move um it's not ideal so just a good piece of advice or at least i found it is that the knee pads are, are pretty key i like it pretty practical but first two things i said like i said that, that came to my mind right on all right well sean Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. I uh, appreciate you. Um, for people who want to know yeah. more about Trophy Line, uh, where do they go to get information to contact you to, to check out what you do and everything else? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, obviously, our, our website, trophyline.com, um, uh, has a lot of our information, you know, and then obviously our, uh, our Facebook page yep. or our Instagram page. And, um, and we actually, you know, we actually have a phone number, you know, uh, it's 855 948 4868. So it's, 
uh, hunt. So it's eight five five nine four eight hunt. And uh, you know, I got actually got a lot of guys calling calling us all the time asking for questions, things like that. So well, that's huge. And you guys and, uh, have some uh, some new stuff coming out pretty soon. We do, we do. Lots of lots of exciting stuff. We um, uh, we're we're launching. Uh, we developed a backpack. Yep. Um, designed by saddle hunters for saddle hunters. Um, With compartments that, that, and everything specially made. Uh, Pretty sweet. Yeah, nine, I think I think we ended ended at nineteen pockets. So back to your our earlier point of finding stuff. You know, it's nice because you know the pockets internally are mesh, so you can kind of see where everything is at. And then uh, we actually have a pocket that carries your platform, and then you can strap your sticks either on the very back with a drop-down pocket or on the sides and use the drop-down pocket to put your bow on. Carry your platform, um, So you it's say. right around, yeah, right around 1,900 square inches. Um, so it's, uh, you know, literally carries all your crap, Yeah, you know. So it's uh, it's nice. We, we hit a, we, 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 we were building it you know price in mind and and also something that that wasn't on the market yet right you know, that was catered towards the, the saddle guy so and i think we hit that you know at 139.99 so yeah. where we that will be out um it'll come out somewhere right around the middle of july middle to last part of july that launches we uh we got a backrest that's that's nice. at, new to new to the line those are nice then, to have they are. They are. We were monkeying around with a couple different options and sizes and things like that last fall. And we, um, our, ours is probably a little wider than most, um, probably a little more padding than most, but we just felt like if you're going to have one and you're going to use it, you want it to be comfortable. Right. And, yeah. um, and it's easy to use, you know, you just clip it into the, the carabiner that your bridge clips into and you pull the adjustments left and right. You know, when you're not using it, you just lean up and it slides down towards the bottom of your bottom of your saddle. You know, and when you need it, you just pull it back up under your arms. Yeah. It's real simple. Um, so that comes out about the same time. And then uh, we just announced, um, we, we just posted some teasers um, uh, on, a, on, a, on a platform. Ooh, so, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah we're, we, we partnered up with uh, uh, Novix. Novix uh, tree stands. They're actually, it's a new brand getting ready to launch here. I was going to um, ask because they posted today a picture of a platform that looked yep, very yep. similar They're, to your platform. Yeah, well, that was a picture of a tree stand that they posted. Ours oh. was actually a picture of a platform. So it's up we close. Um, hard to tell. partnered up. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, exactly. Same, same cool design. Um, we, we partnered with them. I worked with their engineers, um, their CAD guys looked at some old stuff in the past that they had worked on um and, and kind of brought it to 2020 and uh so it's gonna be a little bigger than than most of them on the market but i think guys are looking for a little wider uh a little, little more uh a little bigger footprint uh so we're we're roughly just under just under 18 inches wide so it's like 17 and three quarters i believe yep and and 14 deep uh you know and probably right around that five pound mark you know and uh um but cool it's uh we've we've been playing around it for a while it is it is rock solid we awesome. are we're extremely happy on um on it we're calling it the mission so right. um it's uh getting bored uh, of that and, 
Get yeah, it's uh, as, as we have it, the taglines, but the mission, it's uh, adaptable, durable, and always ready to go. So, um, and, and and we we actually have mini sticks that go along with it. We we haven't told anybody about those things yet, and uh, but we'll, wow. uh, we'll be sharing that here real, real soon. Um, and so they are they're seventeen and a half inch sticks, so they come in a four pack. Oh, nice four pack. That's so, handy. How you said they're seventeen and a half. Okay, how much are they? Uh, like aluminum or what? What are we talking here? Yep, yep, uh, aluminum. So, um, just just to, just to make you aware, um, the 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 guys launching um, Novix are the guys that own Lone Wolf. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So they're they're launching a, they're launching a new brand called Novix. So we'll work with with their designs, what they have. So you can picture uh, the, the lone wolf uh, sticks, um, uh, shorter version, maybe a little different design, some different color co- color combinations, uh, but all under the trophy line name and powered by Novix. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking so, forward to that. Yeah, so yeah. everybody be ready. I mean, these guys have some good stuff coming out. And Sean, thank you again for, for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. I've been uh, looking forward to this for a while now. Yeah, us so too. It's, uh, or, uh, uh, before you know, it'll be fall time. So we'll have to get together. Yeah, I cannot wait. Get together soon. Good deal. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and follow us on Instagram at Boga Hunting.